It's my pleasure to welcome you to the Clark Howard Show, where it's about your empowerment with knowledge so you can keep more of what you make. Clark.com is our main web address, ClarkDeals.com, where you go to save the money. Coming up in a half hour, wouldn't it be great if you could keep your kids on electronic devices out of harm's way? You could restrict how much time they're on electronic devices, know what they're up to. Well, now you can, and it's free. I'm going to fill you in on that later in today's show. We'll talk right now about an industry going through a radical transformation, and i got to make sure you are up to date on this. And it's the home security industry, the burglar alarm business. Because of advances in technology and electronics, there are now new introductions of home security equipment that is consumer-friendly, self-install, coming out, it seems, every three or four weeks, another competitor enters the space. And the era where you would have to hire a traditional burglar alarm company is one that is going to be very different where you are going to have an either-or. You will have the option of hiring a traditional burglar alarm company or treating it like any other electronics item and just installing yourself. And the installation, hyper-easy. The latest player in the game is Ring, R-A-N-G, and Ring, there were hints that Ring was going to come out with a home security system because Ring already, from their first product, was about making you secure. Their first product, the Ring doorbell that has a camera in it, somebody rings the doorbell, you see them clear as could be wherever you are. You could be at work and you look at your phone and you see who's at the door and you can talk to them right through your phone. And it's a fantastic device. So then they came up with a companion thing. They're security cameras, which integrate with the video doorbells. And then the home security system, that the base system is $199, but the add-ons are really cheap for it as well. And it is completely designed from the ground up as something that any consumer can do and so I want you to think about the change happening in fact uh, this just occurred to me I'm going to buy one of these systems and we're going to film me installing it for Clark.com and we're going to see because see I can't do anything for myself in the home I can't do anything and so If I can install this, you can install it. So I'm going to order one, and when it comes in, we're going to have me do the walk and talk and see how difficult or easy it is to install, because it's different than if somebody's good with electronics, which I'm not, and I'm going to see how this thing gets its job done. But I want you to know that... The way the burglar alarm industry has worked, their business model, they don't realize their Wile E. Coyote 
over the canyon about to to crash and fall the no ground underneath them because the business model of when a burglary is reported in a neighborhood coming in and terrifying people in the neighborhood there was a burglary and making up all kinds of stories about how much crime there is and then before somebody realizes that they've signed a three-year contract for a frightfully overpriced monitoring agreement contract i mean forget it you know we're going to be in a position where if you do decide you need more security at your home, you're going to be able to go buy it right online or go to a store, electronic store, warehouse club, or discount store, and buy the stuff, bring it home, put it in, and decide what you want. And the whole thing's going to be about these systems that will integrate cameras, security system, every phase that you need. And one I told you about recently even uses artificial intelligence to determine if somebody who shows up on a camera is friend or foe. And if it doesn't know that person's friend, it will send off an alarm right then and there. But all these things generally offer, these self-install units offer you the ability to either have an alert sent to your smartphone or to sign up for traditional monitoring. In the case of Ring, the monitoring Traditional monitoring is $100 a year, $8 a month. Can't wait to see how much I mess it up trying to install myself. Katie is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Katie. Hi, how are you? Great, thank you, Katie. So your employer has a real sense of humor, don't they? They do. So what's happened is I've recently changed jobs, and my new employer... Their 401k is administered by one of the big banks. So I set up my current 401k with them um, through that big bank to get the maximum match that they'll give. But I'm wondering what to do with my old 401k. So Well, right definitely, now, just, definitely do not move it into this crummy bank plan. Okay. Because the, the bank 401ks thinking. have outrageous fees and... Uh, it's just, I don't know what your employer was thinking <laughs> doing their 401k with this bank because there shouldn't, I can't think of any situation ever where it would make sense to do a 401k plan with one of the giant monster mega banks. Okay. So you're doing so then, the right thing, putting money in up to what you get the employer match, but your old 401k, is it with a more traditional? provider it's right now am i able to say who it's with oh why not go ahead okay it's with merrill lynch right now but the company my previous employer will be moving it to fidelity in the next couple of months so fidelity is a is a mainline very good 401k provider you could just leave it be at the old employer and the fees will probably go down significantly from Merrill Lynch to Fidelity. And so you can okay. just leave that there. And the new 401k, just put in what you got to to pick up. How much match do they give you? How does it work? They do an automatic match percentage. And then I need to put in 6% to get the maximum. Or they put it an automatic 2%. And then I have to put in 6% to get the maximum match from them. So it goes beyond the 2% if you put in the 6? Yes. Oh, how much do you get total and match? 
I can get up to 5%. That's great. So you it's put great, in 6, yes. <laughs> you grab 5, so you're saving effectively 11% of your pay even as you only put in 6%. Okay, so I'll do that. Should I be considering something like Betterment instead of Fidelity? Or, and what are the differences between those? So you could, you're saying you could, uh, with your old employer's plan, you could roll it over into your own IRA. Correct. And have Betterment manage it. that as an option. That, that is a perfectly valid option. You know, what's great about Betterment is they use artificial intelligence based on your age and circumstance to come up with a plan for you. And they're going to charge you uh, typically 0.25%, which is a very low fee to handle your money for you. So, I mean, I, I like that idea. Well, thank you for your advice and all your help. Sure. But wait, wait. I had one more assignment for you. Okay. So you're putting into that 401k up to the match. But what if you wanted to save more money? Where would you put it? I would probably hope to put it in the same spot as wherever I roll my existing previous 401k. Great. So if you if you open a Betterment account and you move that money over, you could then, in addition, do a Roth IRA with them. Because right now you've got a lot of pre-tax money saved for retirement. Right. It'd be an advantage to you whatever additional investing you do for the future. Do that on a Roth so you have a post-tax retirement pile along with your pre-tax piles. Okay. And then would you advise with my credit is frozen, and so I'm concerned about trying to unfreeze my credit with everything that's going on, just from the standpoint that the websites are overloaded. Would you advise just to wait a month before I try and move anything? No. I I mean, doing a thaw should be pretty easy. People are having most of their problems with trying to set up credit freeze. And so when you set up an account with somebody, they want to pull your credit because they want to verify you are who you say you are, which is very ironic because they're using the databases of the credit bureaus to verify who you say you are. So who knows how effective that's going to be. I think that you're going to see financial services companies and banks are going to have to come up with new procedures, not relying on the credit bureaus to verify identities. Wanda's with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Wanda. Hello, Clark. How are you? I am doing wonderfully, and I really appreciate your being willing to answer my question. Sure. So, what is it, well, Wanda? Yeah. Okay. So my husband and I never, ever, ever buy extended warranties. However, we've just bought a hybrid vehicle, and there are a lot of computer interfaces, and electronics don't last as long as mechanical parts. So we are wondering if this is one time where we should make an exception. Should we buy the extended warranty? For $2,600, we can have every part of the vehicle covered for as long as we own the car. And last vehicle we owned for 10 years. So I would say the answer is going to depend on the vehicle and your own circumstance. So if the hybrid is a Toyota or a Lexus, uh-huh. Then it would, uh, I don't know if yours is, but if it was, that would be an extremely low need to buy any kind of warranty, specifically because it's a hybrid, because Toyota's been okay. making those since 1997. This is their 20th year. 
and they know how to do it with their eyes closed. <laughs> okay. Uh, so okay. I, I would say that that would be a step against. Is yours a Toyota or a Lexus or something it is. else? It actually is. Okay. I was told not to t- mention a, a brand name unless you unless you ask. Oh, but but I did but ask. So so in did. that case, it's, it's a Toyota Rav Four. So there would be very uh, be a very low priority for you to look at that because it's a hybrid. All right. Then okay. there's the second thing, and that is you keep a car a long time. You're very uh-huh. conservative with your money, obviously. If yeah. something did go wrong with the car, do you have the kind of resources and savings or whatever that you could pay for a repair? You wouldn't want to, but you could. That is true. Then both, you don't need an extended warranty. Okay. Because the okay. reason to buy an extended warranty on a car, the math isn't really any better than on something else. It's just that repairs on a car can be really significantly expensive. And so if people don't have any spare cash, that would be why you'd want a warranty. But if you're someone who is careful with your money, you got a decent amount available to you, then something breaks, just pay to repair it. Okay. So you would not be a good candidate for an extended warranty. I really appreciate your input. I really do. And you enjoy that thing for the next 10 years. Monica's with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hi, Monica. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? Great. Thank you. You want to talk about computers for kids? Is that right? Yes. I have a 7th and an 8th grader, and I'm a single mom of five, and I know nothing about computers, and I would like some advice on what type of computer to get them for school. And are they, is the school ask for a particular kind of computer? No, this is something for them to do their homework and school projects. They get a lot of homework, and they have to get onto the computer. And, and is most of what they're apps. doing on the computer, is it looking for things on the Internet? Internet and also uh, projects that they get sent from the school to um, a website that they have to go and check every day to see what projects they have to Well, do I have the perfect thing for you for those kids? And are they going to share one, or are you going to buy two? Oh, I probably can't buy two. I'll okay. have to All right. so, <laughs> do one. So what, you, what I would like you to look at is what's known as a Chromebook, and these yes, will be really cheap next month. You'll be, probably be able to find them for $100 next month. Well, I might can get two at that price. <laughs> so what a Chromebook is, is it's, uh, it's, it's a machine that does web surfing. And the kids, uh, as long as you've got an internet connection, they can do everything you described. And the computers can't, I don't think they can get viruses at all. They're very fast and they're very portable, very light. And in fact, I travel, everywhere I go, I travel with a Chromebook. Oh, wow. I used to travel with a MacBook, but now I travel with a Chromebook because it's so much better than the MacBook Air that I used to travel with. And so these things, you know, like if you were just going out to look for one, cheapest ones you'd find would be like $150. But again, when we get to the Black Friday sales around Thanksgiving, I think you'll see them for $99. And that's what I wanted to try to do is be able to pick it up and give it to them for Christmas. And that way they have something we haven't 
old computer, <laughs> and they have to wait on things and a desktop, and they get aggravated with it. And well, they then they're not going to be aggravated with the Chromebook. And the best Good. thing for a kid is, uh, and for the kid and me, is that when I open my Chromebook, it's on the internet four seconds after I open it up, which oh, that is you don't wonderful. do with a with a PC or with a Mac. It's just it thing just flies. And they'll be able to do free um, word processing as they have to write papers and all that. They do. Using a program called Google Docs, which a lot of the schools use. It's completely free for them to sign up for and use. And this is, I think, going to be one of the sleeper items for electronics this Christmas season because there's such a deal and they do so much. Thanks for taking time out of your day to join us on the Clark Howard Show where you learn ways to keep more of what you make. Clark.com is our main web address. Clark.com slash ask. That's where you go to post a question for me. You also can have your questions answered off the air for free. If you go to Clark.com, scroll down that main screen, left-hand side you'll see the phone number and hours available to get free off-the-air advice from a member of our team. Gosh, it, it seems like just moments ago, Google was much in an answer to a question I gave someone about the Chromebooks that are laptops that operate on the Google Chrome operating system, Chrome OS. And now I got a couple more things to tell you about Google. Google now has something available for you called Google Family Link. And what this allows you to do is, as a parent who is trusting a child with a tablet or a phone as a minor child, young child, you now are in a position that you can completely manage what your kid is doing on a device. This is a free service and you can approve apps, block apps that your kid wants to download. You can control how much time your kid spends on a device and even how much they spend on a particular app. You can automatically remotely shut down a kid's device so they'll uh, settle down and go to bed or do their homework or whatever. And it is a very intrusive thing as far as a kid's concerned, but it's fantastic as far as a parent. And this was in beta for a while. It was invitation only. Now it's widely available. The responses from people in reviews for the Google Family Link are overwhelmingly five-star, but there are some people who've hated it, a small number, but generally people have liked it, but the great part, it's free. The bad part, it doesn't work on Apple products. It only works on Androids, both phones and tablets, and uh, I, I'm guessing it would work on Chromebooks, but I can't swear to that. Let's see. Nope, nope, just for Android tablets and phones, it looks like. And then... Something that Google has done under great pressure is right now if you do a Google search and you're searching a topic and it finds a news story and you click on it, 
you are allowed to read that story even if it's behind somebody's paywall. And that is no longer true. That was known as first click free, and it infuriated newspapers and other sites that have pay content. And now what will happen is when you click on an item, if it is at a paywall site, you will be offered an option to read it for a one-time fee, do a subscription to that source or whatever, and it's going to make it tougher for people that are just looking for an answer to a question to get that answer. And what you'll find will happen is sometimes you'll say, well, okay, I'll pay them whatever to read it. And other times you'll go look at what else is in the search results and click on other things that will have information on the topic that you were trying to find info on. PJ is with us on the Clark Howard Show. And PJ, congratulations. You just got married. Thank you. That's exciting, isn't it? It is. Well, how can I be of help? Well, I have a question. I don't know. It's a mix between wills and beneficiaries. My husband and I, um, we don't plan on having any kids together. He has two girls, 14 and 11, and I have a son who's 15. And we are getting ready to change our beneficiaries on both of our policies at our jobs, whether it's our insurances or 401ks. And I have one child, so I just assumed I was just going to do everything 50-50. But then he has two kids, and I'm a little bit unsure as to how or what's the fairest way to designate our beneficiaries on our policies. Wow. Okay, so there is no right answer to that. There's but a right answer? Okay. There is not a right answer, I'm sorry to okay. say. But I'm going to give you scenarios, and I want to congratulate you for being aware that the beneficiary designation in a retirement plan at work, an insurance policy through work, an insurance policy you have just on your own, anything that has beneficiary designations, those matter so much, and they trump whatever you would put in a will. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. So if you, let's say in a will, you said, well, I want this to go to, to him, and I want this to go to her, and this go to this person on like that. None of that matters if it's something that has within it beneficiary designations that you've made. Those are superior to what you put in the language of a will. Okay. So... As to what's fair, gosh, I mean, no, uh, I think that what what he would decide to do on his beneficiary designations and what you would do need to work for both parties. And you could either do everything a third to each or 50% to your child and 50% to be split among his two children. And it's really just a matter of what feels right to both of you. Most The, the big thing, though, is hopefully both of you are going to live a long, long, long time. Yes, hopefully. So what does feel fair or right to you? Oh, gosh. Um, I don't know. I'm I'm split. I, I'm I'm split um, between 
what feels right, to be honest. Um, I just, in my, because I only have one child, I just assumed I was just going to do mine 50%, 50% between uh, my husband and my and my and my child, um, but he has two kids, right? Um, and I think he's mentioned maybe doing his one third, one third, one third. So you could do um, something going back to the original establishment in the U.S. Constitution, do a big state, small state compromise, and that would be where you kind of blend those, and your child gets forty percent. And each of the other two kids gets 30%. They'd end up with uh, 60% of the money, and your child would end up with 40. And that could be a compromise with him saying 50, and you were saying 50 50, and he was saying third, third, third. So you'd boost what your child was getting. Or you could do it this way as well. You could do 50 50. And then he does a third, a third, a third. Okay. So in other words, there is no rule book what's the right way to do it. But don't focus so much just on how you're going to handle each of your retirement accounts because it's a bigger overall picture. And with blended families with minor children, my favorite thing for the two of you to do is go sit down for an hour of time with a lawyer who specializes in wills, estates, and trusts. Okay. Because there's so many things that, that the two of you haven't thought about that are issues that could come up over the years that somebody who this is what he or she does for a living, they're going to help you think through those things. Okay. And you should, because you have, they're all minor children, right? Yes. All minor children. You said 11, 14, and 15. Is that what you said? Yes. Okay. So with all minor children, there are special issues involved. And that's why seeing a lawyer and maybe having him or her prepare wills for each of you would be extra important in a case like this. Okay. So again, congratulations on your marriage. And this should be a positive thing looking forward to how you're going to uh, make sure each person's kids, your kid and his too, that they're a-okay if something tragic happened to either of you. And that's why you go see a lawyer and get that done. But again, I'd like you to see one who what he or she does is strictly the area of wills, estates, and trusts. Kendall is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Kendall. Hi, how are you? Great. Thank you, Kendall. You want to talk about uh, 23andMe and Ancestry.com, right? Yes. Um, you know, I did I know, both of them. Well, I mean, either one. Any any company that offers like DNA testing for genealogical purposes. Um, and I'm just wondering how accurate those are. Like, I don't. Is it <laughs> is it something legit? So, <laughs> I will tell you that I did uh, both of them for my TV work. And the results in terms of my ancestral background were so close to identical, they, there was barely any meaningful difference at all between really? both of them. That was just a one-person test of both 23andMe and Ancestry.com. And, but I was very impressed with how detailed they were. 
Now, I will also say to you that I loved something about 23andMe that a lot of people don't like. And that is that it gave me a really solid uh, amount of information about medical conditions that I may have, my increased risk of, like one of the things it showed is I have an increased risk of Alzheimer's. And information like that, a lot of people would rather not know. Okay. Didn't well, freak now, me out at all. Somebody is like maybe adopted. Do you think that it still would offer that same type of information? Yeah, I mean, that's the beauty of it is that even if you are adopted, it doesn't know that. The test doesn't care about that. It's just going to give you the information because they're able to, with 23andMe, they're doing a full DNA rundown on you. Okay. And they'll tell you for all different kinds of conditions what enhanced risk you have or if you have kids, what the risk is that you might pass any of these things down to your children. So especially for anyone who uh, has been adopted, there's enormous value in having that kind of medical information. Absolutely, yeah. And they do run specials from time to time on these, so you should look to see if you can find a deal. The height of offering deals is as you get closer and closer to Christmas. Okay, perfect. Because a lot of people give these kits as gifts and in fact so many people uh give the samples where you spit in the things you give the samples right after christmas that there's a slowdown in how quickly they can give results tim is with us on the clark howard show hi tim how are you doing hi clark i'm blessed i'm doing well i'm so glad so tim there's a problem that so many of us have as americans that you want to address You've got pictures and old movies of family and all that that are in all different formats going back forever, don't you? Uh, 60 years. My, how time flies. And my wife and I had the greatest experience recently. We had never seen the video of our wedding 22 years ago. And uh, I was too cheap to hire a videographer. So that's too smart. Yeah, so my wife's brother, uh, my brother-in-law, filmed it, but then we never got the video. And then he was going through stuff recently and found the video and had it digitized for us. And now we have our wedding video. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm trying to achieve. And so what are you thinking of doing? Well, I've got, as, as I said, I've got about 60 years' worth of memories. Um, my goal is to get all of it digitized and then give it to my, uh, my brother and my sister as a Christmas gift. Um, so it'll be our entire family since 1955, uh, all the way up to today um, in, in, in pictures. That is but, really neat. Yeah, but it's expensive, too, it. isn't it? Yeah, I'm sorry? It's expensive, too, isn't it? Well, that's why I'm talking to you. I'm wondering if there's a yeah, more economical way to do it. So some of the stuff you have, um, what I've talked about in the past, is there are machines you can buy if you're willing to spend the time, and depending on what media you have different things, what formats things are in, there are machines mm-hmm. you can buy where you can do your own conversion, but it's very time-consuming. Or you can use a local service, 
or one of the online ones where you pay them to have them digitize and create that permanent electronic record of, okay. uh, gosh, they do pictures, they do, uh, you know, many of them still do Super 8 conversions or, you know, 8-millimeter well, film, those, yes. video cassettes, uh, all those different formats. Yes, yes. I was a bit reluctant to, to put things in a box and ship them off to someplace, and, and so I was wondering if that's the best option or it would be better to do somebody local. But I mean, I, the I'm risk is the risk going to outsource those. Yeah, the risk at either is there's always the danger some stuff could get lost. Right. So what I recommend is go through things first yourself and keep hold back a certain number of things if there was a uh, disaster where your stuff disappeared. Right. Or the company went bust while you were waiting for them to digitize. Uh-huh. And send things off and... You know, the way the prices work, it's pretty much the same often uh, if you look per thing they they digitize for you, if you do it in small chunks or big, where normally with a lot of things, it gets steadily cheaper the more volume you do. There's so uh-huh. much labor involved with this that what you could do is you can do it in pieces so that okay. you see how reliable a company is and how quick they are at turnaround and then you could send them more stuff. Yes, I mean that that that, that makes complete sense. Um, uh, send them send them pictures and videos of my brother's ex-wife and him. So you know, so, so we don't care about losing that. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> no, that's a great idea. And check out the uh, the what people are saying in reviews about a particular service you're thinking of using and. Uh, if there are, do you have some locally to you? There are some, yes. Check them out. Compare their prices to the ones online. Generally, the ones online will be cheaper, but if it's close in price, you may well want to do it locally where you're not having to worry about anything maybe getting lost in transit on the way to the company you'd be using. You're listening to The Clark Howard Show. I want you to know that I appreciate so much that you've just tuned into our podcast, that you had faith in the information and advice you get. You want more information from us? One of the best ways to get Clark Smart is with our free newsletters, Clark Daily, Clark Deals, and Travel Escape. Sign up now. You'll be able to unsubscribe at any time if you think I'm wasting your time. Go to clark.com newsletters.